96.1 FM Kohala.
Hey, aloha kohala, and once again, welcome to Kuka uh, uh, Kuka with uh, Jeffrey Coakley. It's Kalani Coakley. Uh, it's 7.03. We got a little bit uh, start early. It's June 29th, and you're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala. And I just want to reach out to all you guys, and thank you for listening in, and uh, really appreciate it. You know, before we get to our guest speaker, let me see if she's still on. Joyce, are you still there, Joyce Lynn? Hi, Jeff. Oh, Jocelyn. Okay. okay. Uh, Jocelyn. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry for mispronouncing your name. Anyway. No worries. Hang on there. Uh, thanks for calling in, though. I really appreciate it. Uh, huh? What time is it there in Oakland? Oakland, right? I am three hours ahead, so it's almost bedtime for me. It's 10 p.m. <laughs> okay, so we've got an hour here to talk sorry a little bit. But before we do, I'm just going to have some announcements. Um, I see a little flyer on my desk here. It's uh, the K Takara Store, Inc. It's a 100-year anniversary, and uh, they're having a community celebration. That's going to be this Saturday, uh, July 1st. And it will be at the uh, Kamehameha Park from 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, the public is welcome. And it's a non-alcohol event. And they'll have food for purchase. And the entertainment will be featuring uh, none other than Kapena. And so that should be uh, pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to it. So that's uh, Saturday, July 1st, 2023. And that's going to be at Kamehameha Park, 5 to 8 p.m., 100-year anniversary uh, community celebration. I remember uh, way back when, I don't know, it was back in the 70s, where I, Takata store was uh, the bamboo restaurant is now. And I remember walking in there, and uh, I had long hair and whatnot, and <laughs> mustache and all that kind. And I walked in there, and there was Clara Takata. And she was standing, you know, uh, close to the front door. She said, come on in. And she said, grab that basket and fill it up. <laughs> and uh, she was pretty bold. Like I liked her because she reminded me of my mother. My mother was like that. She said, fill it up. Fill that basket up, you know. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. She, uh, you know, just uh, could joke around like that. I really uh, enjoyed that uh, with her. But anyway... Uh, we have another celebration. Well, I don't know if it's a celebration, but another event that's coming up on July 5th. And my guest speaker tonight is uh, Jocelyn Manuel. And uh, she's calling in from uh, Oakland, California. Uh, I remember when I was going to school on the peninsula, uh, College of San Mateo, and we'd look at, oh, there's the Oakland Bridge. Uh, we never crossed <laughs> it. We never crossed it. But uh, I, I think uh, Oakland has uh, a pretty big Filipino community. Is that right? If there is, I haven't found them. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Oh. They're, they're further down in the South Bay. Um, there's there's no Filipino restaurants here. Maybe there's one or two, but um, it's Daly City, like south of San Francisco, where there's a lot oh, of south Filipinos of over there. Yeah, I was, yeah. In, I was in uh, San Mateo. Uh, lived in a Belmont and Redwood City for a while. But anyway, cool. uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and give us a little bit of uh, background history of who you are. And uh, do, you have, do you have any connections to Koala? I, I don't know. 
I don't know you. I was born and raised in Kohala. All right. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I and and my family is still there. My parents are Martina and Romualdo Manuel. My father passed twenty years ago, um, just about. But my mother and older brother still live there, and I live on the mainland. I went to school after I graduated from Kohala High. What year was uh, that? To, oh gosh, Jeff, nineteen eighty nine. We're so nineteen eighty nine. Oh, you're a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I graduated from high school, went to school in Portland, Oregon at Reed College, and lived up in the Pacific Northwest for a little bit, and then went to grad school at Cal, uh, UC Berkeley, and I've been living in the Bay Area since. Wow. Um, yeah, so I make it home about once a year, um, if if not more. And so, you know, that's a priority for us these days is to spend time with the family. My my mom turned 80 this year, and so that's part of the impetus to this project that we've been working on, this Kohala Oral History Project. Yeah, um, so you graduated in 89, yeah? Yes. I'm trying to think, like, uh, how old were who, you? Who was... <laughs> I mean, no, 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 how old you are now, I'm trying to think, of how old were you, like, when you were born? You know, I'm trying to figure out, like, get a, get a, some sort of a... So I was born in 72. Oh, 72, um, okay, so the plantation closed in 75. Yeah, so okay, I so grew up, I grew up in Javi Camp. Um, ah, Javi Camp. Yeah, I think that was behind uh, Nakara store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. We lived in one, of the in one of the plantation houses, and there was all the Filipino nanas and tatas that lived yeah, yeah. close by to us. Because yeah, I remember then, uh, Kami Puli, uh, mm -hmm. Auntie Sarah's son, okay. uh, lived in uh, the camp behind uh, Nakara store. Mm -hmm. And so you guys had an outhouse. We had an outhouse. Yeah, see, yeah. I remember that. No, uh, there was we had no, no indoor plumbing. No, because I remember uh, he invited us over for dinner. He, my friend, Auntie Sarah, maybe baby Sarah, I don't remember. But then I asked, uh, oh, can I use the bathroom? And he kind of looked at me <laughs> kind of embarrassed. Huh? And he went, oh, uh, yeah, okay. He said, outside the door, I've got to go outside the door. Take the lantern with you. And I went, oh, <laughs> And there was one uh, outhouse, yeah? And I went, wow, hey, this is like a uh, plantation, yeah? Yeah, so how we camp, yeah. Yeah, so one, I mean, my outhouse story is that when I was younger, we used to um, go into the outhouse, me and, and my cousins, the yeah. baldoses lived right behind us, and, you know, we used uh, the phone book as our toilet paper, and we'd rip them up, roll them up, and we were playing with matches at the time. We'd light it up and throw it down into the into the hole, and we'd go, "Ew!" Oh wow! <laughs> oh, lucky thing never exploded. Huh? What? <laughs> That's a lot <laughs> of methane gas. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so that was my frame of reference. I was trying to figure out, like, you know, if you was uh, outhouse plantation days. <laughs> yeah. yeah? I, I, we had the outhouse when I was growing up the first five years of my life, and then 
we moved to Union Mill, um, and we had indoor plumbing there. Well, you guys didn't step up, right? <laughs> yes, we lived in this house that I think was an old um, plantation office building that they moved from somewhere and dumped it on Union Mill Road. So that's where, to this day, my mom lives. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, that, that, that's why I asked you, you know, like it was, you grad 89, yeah? 89. Yeah, no, so I was trying to figure out, like, you know, were you here during the plantation era? Yeah, and then the, and the outhouse, and you was <laughs> living in hobby camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't remember it very much because my dad had retired by that point, and so there, I don't have the kinds of stories that some of the folks that we interviewed for the project have about oh, uh, yeah. well, growing up on you, the plantation. You saw a young kid. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, my age compared to you, it's like, whoa, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. pretty, you're pretty young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and but my, you know, my dad was, he was born in the Philippines in 1910, and he came over in 1929 oh, to yeah, work yeah. on the plantation. And so he worked all those years until, as a lot of the Filipino men did, they went back to the Philippines and married young brides and brought yeah. them back. So that was the story of how my mom came to uh, the U.S. Oh, he went back my... and married her? Yeah. And then he brought yeah, her? They were, yeah, they were pen pals. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, how romantic. <laughs> no, yeah, pen pals. That's a long that's a long distance. I mean, we're talking about a long distance relationship. I think, you know, it, I don't know Pacific. how long that that pen pal relationship was, but you know, it happened pretty pretty quickly. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, uh, my father in law was from Locust Norte, Kamaling, in fact. Yeah, uh, that's Tarla. where my parents oh, yeah? are from. Yeah, uh-huh. the Eugenio yeah. family. Yeah, that's where they're, he was from. And uh, I think my wife would tell me stories like uh, when they retired, they got $10,000 cash mm-hmm. yeah, and one free ticket back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, Social Security, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so they had a monthly stipend plus $10,000 cash. So they were, like, pretty wealthy. Yeah. Uh, considering uh, as compared to their country, their compadre, yeah? uh, mm-hmm. th- you know, yeah, I could see them going back and uh, living uh, hopefully a, a great life. Yeah. But they, but, but they labored. They labored really hard uh, all those years on the plantation. So, yeah, my father decided to, to stay. Stay, um, yeah. Well, it worked out for all of us. Well, I'm sure you, you could have been growing up in the Philippines. I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but uh, life was hard. As I remember, uh, we would go to the Philippines because my son swam for them. And, uh, you know, we made some really good friends there. And uh, life can be hard for some. Yeah, anyway, nice. wow, that's interesting, your dad. And Javi Camp. Uh, yeah, what else do you remember back then? Um, I'm doing my own oral history project here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I well, you know what I'm really doing is uh, uh, getting the people to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, 
Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this project is because there, I waited too long to talk to my dad about all of the stories of well, living and working well, on the plantation. You why, know, why don't you back up and tell us, what is this project about? <laughs> Absolutely. The, so the Kohala Oral History Project is something that my son Lucas and I have been working on for almost a year and a half now. And it is video oral histories of the community. Um, we, we started this pretty casually, really. We would go home, visit grandma, my mom. We sit around the table eating dinner, and all of a sudden she starts talking story, as they usually do. Right, right, right. And, and back in the day, when we had these cell phones, we started recording her talking, her, her stories, because there were wonderful stories that we had never heard before. And then a couple of years ago, my son started a film, um, film school at NYU, and I said, you know what, Lucas, NYU. you put your... NYU, that's right? A, oh, so that's I go, a lot of money to go to that college. <laughs> it is. And so I said, we're going to put your tuition to good use here. You're going to start recording grandma um, talking story because it's so rich, like all of these yeah. things that uh, we never heard before. So we started recording her stories on video. He would bring his gear um, home when we'd go on vacation. And I started posting some of these snippets of our interviews with her on the Facebook pages, Kohala Kako uh-huh. Facebook page. And I, I asked people, is anybody interested in doing some more of these? And there was a great response from the community saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's interview more people. And it was really Kathy Matsuda who was the one who started um telling me about all these people I should be interviewing. So when we were home in December of 2021, uh, we had set some appointments to talk to some folks um, when we got home, but it was the height of the pandemic. So we only got a couple of folks to talk to us because a lot of them were afraid to be meeting with people. They were you know, they were elderly and they were afraid for their health and rightly so. So we were able to gather a couple of stories. And then the Kohala reunion was going to happen the next year. So I said, hey, Kathy, is it possible for us to get a room at the gym and record more stories? And she goes, yeah, absolutely. So in July of 2022, we, we got a room in the corner of the gym and started recording stories of people and it was Auntie Connie Chan who was grabbing people from the event from the Kohala reunion and like dragging them back to the room where we were at to be interviewed. I think you were probably one of those folks that she grabbed to come and talk to us. So we gathered over 24 stories um, over the course of that weekend and afterwards including um, an hour-and-a-half interview with Fred Cachola. And it's taken us all this time to finish the edits of oh, sure. them because it, it's, you That's know, a big I'm job. not an... It's a big job. Oh, huge. Oh. So, so this project um, 
we're building out a website. I'm building out a website of the stories that we've captured. It's kohalaoralhistory.com. I'm sorry, kohalaoralhistoryproject.com. And it's a work in progress, so we're still uploading. We're finishing the editing and uploading the finished videos onto there. But we wanted to compile um, a film of excerpts of all of these different interviews that we did. So um, I have uh, Brian Campbell, who is an, an instructor at Hawaii Community College in um, Hilo, he has been a tremendous help in getting this film done. He's basically been putting this film together for us. And so this is the product of all of that year and a half of work. Well, it is a 30-minute yeah. film with stories from all of the folks that we interviewed. What software are you guys using to edit, if you may ask? Oh, you know? well, that's that's not a me question. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> No, because uh, my wife and son, uh, they took a digital media ah. uh, class at HCC, and oh, wow. uh, they were able to uh, produce several films. Oh, wow. And, That's uh, great. Yeah, it was, uh, it That's was a, great. It was a great uh, program that they had there. I don't know if they still got it. I guess so. Well, the, the, the way that I got in touch with Brian is, um, Joel Ten, who's a part-time resident of Kohala, who's now he's the executive director at the Wing Luke Museum in Seattle. I met him through Kathy Matsuda, and he put me in touch with the folks at HCC and the professor of digital media arts, Nador Hugh, uh, put me in touch with Brian, and she said, Brian's a new instructor. Oh, He's going okay. to be teaching a class on um, an intro to film class, basically. And so Brian's students actually edited some of the videos that we took. And um, Lucas and I, my son Lucas and I, went to their class virtually and, and talked about the project and helped them um, understand what we were doing so that they could help us edit some of these videos so yeah there's that connection there oh right on uh, i know that's a i'd watch uh, them work on their films and editing uh, i forget uh, what software they use but wow that's a big job it is yeah. it is and um yeah um so anyway this idea kind of started just like uh for your own family and then you guys branched out from there yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had I had a couple of ulterior motives in starting this project. Um, one was I wanted to work with my son on on a project. It's always fun to work with him. Oh, neat. Um, second is I wanted them to connect to their history because I didn't get to do that. I wasn't interested enough in it when I was their age to ask those kinds of questions of my of my father who has, has since passed and like all of his stories yeah. have gone now. Oh, so it's yeah. like through my mom that we get these stories. But really the the main reason why I wanted to do this with my family is that my mom is known for her cascaron recipe <laughs> and she's kept it super secret all these years. And so I, I said, Hey mom, we're going to record you making your cascaron. Okay. And she goes, Oh, 
you know. And yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We started recording her. I had Uncle David Fortes oh. and Kel Matsuda. They came and brought coconuts over. And, like, she went through the whole process of grating the coconuts and mixing it all up. We have video of this. And then she goes, okay, I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go now. Um, we could do this again tomorrow. Well, the next day, she comes back, and she's, like, already mixed it up. I was like, Mom, <laughs> what, what? we're supposed to film you doing that. And she's like, hmm, I don't, like, tell you my secret. That is, <laughs> that is all. That's all. I was so mad because that was that was part of the reason why I wanted to do this was like, I needed to capture her cascarón recipe for posterity, but she's not going to, she's going to take that one to the grave, I think. Uh, well, it looks like it. <laughs> looks like it. Yeah, I can just imagine, you know, the the noises they would make, yeah? Like when, like, uh, my wife's uncle, when he would be angry, he would go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he would huff or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah, and so that's part of the What's reason why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so doing this oral history work by video captures a lot of those things, right? You don't r really get that from uh, a voice recording oh, or yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from reading something. And so it's so much more rich, I think, Oh, to capture these stories by video. Yeah, you know, uh, if I could share something... Uh um, my wife, of course, she's part Filipino, right? And uh, she she's a writer. And they have this, uh, I don't know, this thing in Oahu where they get all these these writers, Filipino. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, people from, uh, well, not all walks of life because the way she describes these guys, they're doctors, they're professionals, and, you know, but they all come together on a Saturday, and what they're doing is they're they're writing their memoirs, their stories of mm -hmm. uh, you know their parents and whatnot, and the stories of growing up on the plantation and and all of that. And uh, you know it's very interesting, but it, you know it's uh, it's going to be written, but like you're saying, a video where you see the actual person. Uh, well, that's going to be stunning. That's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's you know the thing is, like people would come to uh, the Koala senior citizens. Everybody old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they say, "Oh, uh, we want to record your stories." You know, that's uh, you know for posterity. And uh, they would ask, uh, "Oh, okay, but uh, what are you gonna do with it?" Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you know. Well, we're just going to keep them. But then what you guys are doing is uh, recording it and showing it. And uh, I think that's that's pretty neat. You know, it's yeah, going to be available it, to the public. That That's the whole point of it because to me, or, oral history is part of, part of the larger historical um, picture, right? Um, I I remember uh, I set up an interview back in December of 2021 with with one of the interviewees and um, we had set it all up and she I called her to confirm the uh, our, our filming and she goes you know Jocelyn I I don't think I'm going to participate because 
I don't really have any stories to share. And I said, empty. We're we're not looking for um, these these stories of historical um, significance or events. What we want to learn about is your day to day life living on the plantation camps. Yeah, and that is what is of interest to us because we don't know those stories. And I said, so I, I want to hear about what you did day in and day out, um, living and working on, on the plantation, you and your family. And she goes, oh, okay. You know, and so I, I think that when I think about all of the stories that we captured, it is about everyday life. We ask them questions about where, you know, where did you grow up? And what was it like uh, living on the plantation? What did you do for fun? Um, and, and where were you or, or what do you remember about when the plantation closed down? Like, that's what we want to hear about, I think, my, my generation and younger generations. And what I loved about the project was my, my son Lucas was the one who was filming and his friend, uh, Tommy was, re- was recording. He was holding this boom mic to record the sound. And every night they would come home and we'd sit around the dinner table. And I wasn't listening to all of the recordings because I was busy trying to help Auntie Connie bring people back to the room. So I'd ask them, what did you guys learn? What stories did you did you hear? Uh-huh. And they were just blown away by, um, by all of the stories that they heard that day. And it just made me so proud that they were involved in this, that they were understanding the significance of doing this work um, and really getting something out of it. So I was really, really happy that that they got that out of the 15, 20-minute um, interviews that they did for two, two days in a row. So, yeah. um, so that, was, that was great, very meaningful for me. I think that's uh, a tremendous learning experience. I... Uh... I remember that uh, when the Philippines uh, tapped my son to be an athlete for them, uh, we would, you know, would go to the Philippines, and um, you know, you I know, mean, I'm not trying to put down the Philippines at all, but th- there were like two classes of people, you rich or you poor, mm-hmm. and uh, life was hard. You know, I, we knew that life was hard for many of them. And I remember my kids, uh, after we were there for a while and returned, they, they would tell me, says, you know, Dad, uh, I'm glad uh, we were born and raised in America because they saw how hard uh, life was for many of the uh, friends that they made. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those, those you know, stories that you're recording, uh, you know, conveys a message, I think, to those people today that, you know, plantation life for, you know, this is what it was like. Yeah. You know, this is what it was like. It was, you know, like uh, when I came from Oahu, and th- and he said, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you got to use the outhouse. Yeah, well, that's cool. <laughs> that was cool, you know. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, stepping back in time, you go, whoa, I just came from a place where, you know, they had marble floors in you know, the bathroom, and then you, you go and take the lantern, the kerosene lantern, to, yeah. go, to use the, bath, uh, the toilet, you know, and go, whoa. And don't forget, you know, get a can over there, and you got to go put uh, 
<laughs> what was that white stuff? <laughs> I forget the stuff you get a spread. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah. I forget already. Makuli. But yeah, so, you know, I see that where your sons are saying they're they're learning this part of history of their their culture. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why I, I want to continue the project with more young people being part of the recordings of these stories. So the the next step, um, if I can get the support around it, is I'm to sure you can. have a, a school-based program oh, definitely. that would involve um, students recording the kapuna so it's an intergenerational um um, project i think it should be part of the curriculum i i'm trying really hard to get something to happen um there's definitely support for it from the school i've been talking with principal stafford uh for the last year and there's interest on on her part it's just there's not a lot of resources they're pretty they're pretty short staffed there and so if we can figure that piece out i already have the curriculum written wow. you know we just we just need um we just need some funding and some on the ground folks to help this program get off the ground but I, I yeah don't, I, I don't i don't see funding as a problem really um you know there's 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 people here in Kohala. Uh, that I, I've come across mm-hmm. when we were while well, we're still doing a project, and they come up or they call me or you know, and they says, "Oh, you need money," you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Just uh, get me in front of them. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's kind of like says, you, well, "You need money," and it's like, "How much?" You know, it's like, "Oh," and I tell them, "Oh, no, no, uh, we already reach our uh, fundraising goal," you know. Uh, yeah. you know, we don't need money. I don't want to take people's money. But anyway, we're going to take a short uh, station b- break. We're going to listen to a couple of friends of mine. They were, uh, was a great false singer, false settle singer. And uh, we'll be right back. And we're, we're, we'll be right back.
That was uh, Matthew Makayo uh, Kupaka'a and his lovely wife, uh, Rosalind Kupaka'a, who is a uh, Casamero. And um, both of them from uh, New Li'i, out of New Li'i, uh, there was a lot, a lot of great singers that came out of that uh, little village there in New Li'i. Uh, we're talking with uh, Jocelyn uh, Manuel, who did an oral history project uh, a summer ago, right, Jocelyn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we've been talking about uh, the you're looking to maybe uh, uh, funding to have this place in the schools as be part of a, a, a curriculum. And uh, is that is that correct? We're we're open to lots of different yeah. ideas on how to continue the project, and so yeah, having okay. it be a school based pr- project program is one way to do it. Um, or partnering with a local community group is another way to go. So we're exploring all the different options. And you're, you're doing this from Oakland. <laughs> that is the big challenge. Um, there's a couple of folks that I've been partnering with local. Uh, Boyd Bond is somebody who's a big supporter of this project. He was also interviewed for the Oral History Project, and um, Mike Fraley, who's a local filmmaker there, uh-huh. both of them have said, yes, we want to be part of this project. Um, Boyd was going to be my, um, he 
humanities expert, and then Mike was going to be my my video expert to help um, the participants learn how to do video editing. And so these are the folks that um, have been my uh, on-the-ground folks, if you will, to help move the project along. So if and when we get funding to do more, then they, they will be involved in some way in getting the, the project running. And so I've been talking to so many different people in the island uh-huh. about this project. Like, I haven't done all of this alone um, because I, I oh, couldn't yeah, possibly right. do that. So I've been tapping into the Center for Oral History at UH Manoa. Micah Mizukami and, and Professor Daviana McGregor have been really wonderful in providing guidance in doing the oral history work. And Nicole Garcia from the Honoka'a Heritage Center has been wonderful oh, as yeah, well yeah. in pro- providing um, resources and just suggestions on how to move the project forward. And so I've been trying to talk to as many people as I can to figure out what is the next version of this project going to look like. Um, another conversation I had was with Sharon Hayden, who's working on the Bond Memorial Library Restoration Project. And I, I asked her, hey, Sharon, are you are you thinking about having a video recording booth there? Because I think it would be perfect. And so she said, huh, that's a great idea. Um, so maybe that'll come to fruition to have a central essentially located um, place that we can just turn on by the switch of, of you know, a button, a, a recording, you know, turn it into a recording studio. So that would be the ultimate dream to have the project continue, is to have a space where you can have a recording booth very similar to what NPR does with StoryCorps, where they have these booths that travel around the country um, to record stories of, of folks. So. Yeah. The, those are just some of the things that we're thinking about doing. Wow, sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but we have to get the funding for it first. Oh, well, you know, like I say, uh, um, yeah, okay. I understand that. understand that. But, uh, yeah, when you have a worthwhile project, uh, people would want to donate to that. And it sounds like a very worthwhile project. Exactly. My hope is that when we show this, beautiful film because I I get chicken skin every time I see the drafts of it. We're almost done with it. Yeah. I think people will understand why I'm so passionate about this project. The stories that we've captured are wonderful and they're going to be preserved forever. Um, and the way in which Brian Campbell, the editor, has put it together, I mean, he, he's a documentary filmmaker that's his passion and so i'm excited to to see it yeah it's beautiful i am so i I, I don't even remember what i what i said or (laughs) oh you and your stories i don't i don't remember at all (laughs) you know i I, I don't um i was wondering could you share willing to share like just some of the stories so it it, i'm sure there's a lot of stories but maybe they're edited out because of you know constraints so on yeah the the way that we did the editing is i mean really who has the attention span to watch even a 15 minute video right oh yeah 
So we took these 15, 20-minute videos and we cut them down into shorter videos that were anywhere between a minute and two or three minutes long, and yeah. they're very topical. We would ask a question and, they, and the interview subject would answer it. And so if you look on the website, the stories that are there, every person that we interviewed has anywhere between four and ten mini-stories, basically, um, that are one to two minutes long. But there were so many wonderful stories that came out of it. I, I loved watching Fred Cachola's video. It was an hour and a half long. And, you know, he's a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. So he, we, he did not need any prompting. He just talked for the entire time. And, really, yeah, yeah I, I can, and, yeah, I can see that. I can see that right? Fred, and, yeah. And he had some wonderful stories about their adventures, um, going around the the community and into the the valleys and just being kids, really. The, I remember the story he talked about when the military uh, decided to leave the island, leave um, their their training grounds because I guess they had a, a training camp or a training center in Waimea area or something. Right. Right. And. And they had heard that, that the military was just throwing away all of the the gear, so the tents and the blankets and the canteens and all of that stuff. So he and his friends walked, I think, all the way over there um, and tried to get as many things as they their little hands could get their hands on. Um, and their parents were wondering where they were, but not really worried because where could you go on the island? You know, what kind of trouble could you really get yeah, into? Yeah, it was safe back then. Exactly. So he talked about how they had all this gear that they were ready to bring back home, but they had nowhere to, no way to get home until somebody came driving by in one of the big plantation sugar trucks and said, what the hell are you guys doing here? Get in the car or get in the truck. <laughs> So they were, they jumped onto the truck, like holding on for dear life, going over the mountain road, hanging on to as many of the gear as they could. Like they, they couldn't take everything treasure. with them. Yeah, exactly. And so then treasure. they get home and then they get home and, and they're thinking, oh, their parents are going to be so worried about where they've been all this time. And they're like, oh, you guys are back. Great. <laughs> so um, his story is, are wonderful. And I found out about his passing when I was talking to um, the folks at the Center for Oral History. And they said, you know that Fred Cachola passed away, right? And I said, no, he didn't get to see his oh. finished videos. So um, we finished the one long edit of his hour and a half long video. And I sent that over to his daughters um a little while after uh -huh. after his passing so I, I hope that they um you know find some comfort and solace in in that video because it's a wonderful wonderful video well, I, I think just having the opportunity to share and impart the, his stories uh probably was uh exciting for him to do so and knowing that Absolutely. it would be uh, recorded for yes. others to view. Yeah. You, you know, the, the thing, I, I know uh, at the uh, on July 5th, uh, 
It's going to be at the hub, right? From five mm-hmm. to six. Mm-hmm. And the film is what, 30 minutes? Yes. So it's going to start at 5 p.m. Hawaii time. And oh, what do you mean? Hawaii be... time? Is that like going to start around five? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, like 5.05. You cannot be too late because I haven't rented the AV equipment for that long. So we got to keep on time, you know? Yeah, that's um, what I was saying. Uh, because I'm going to tell you something. And uh, then after 30 minutes for the uh, showing, right? Yes, 30 gonna, minutes for the showing. You're going to have a panel, panel, right? Yes. And then uh, you and get uh, Ke Aloha, Sugiyama is going to be in a panel. <laughs> he can talk for one hour, the guy. <laughs> well, Ke, Ke, Ke Aloha. I love the guy. <laughs> no, I, I love him, too. He's wonderful. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to participate in the panel, unfortunately. Oh, um, no? Out. I know, I know. He um, and so I have his cousin Carolyn Classen. Oh no! As, as your classmate, right? No, I, no, 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 no. I know, I know Carolyn. Car- so Carolyn and um, Miley uh, Na- Spencer Napoleon also said that. That's my cousin. Was, um, uh, Miley is my Miley? Uh, yeah. We're and, both and Spencers. Miley? Yeah. Uh, so. So it'll be an interesting panel. I only have about twenty minutes or so to do the panel, so you 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 all cannot talk too long. We because oh boy, I tell, I tell you what, <laughs> Miley, Miley, my cousin Miley, she can talk forever. <laughs> I know, but she, she got she got a lot of stories, you know. She, I loved her interview as well because she uh. was another one just that just had so many wonderful stories oh, yeah, about her yeah, yeah, tutu yeah. and about Spencer Park oh. and all of that. So I'm glad that we were able to record her as well. But the, the great thing about the event, Jeff, is that it's going to be live streamed, or at least we hope that it, we're going to be able to figure that out. We're going to do a dry run on July 4th. But July 5th is um, in person at the Hub, yeah. and we're going to be streaming it through a live stream link on the the Kohala Reunion 2025 Facebook page. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Um, and yeah, and then if you go around town, there should be posters about the event, and there's a QR code there that you can, you know, scan it with your phone. Well, it's, and it's getting a lot of exposure. And I, uh, I was so. talking to uh, Bob Shoup. Mm-hmm. He's uh, with KNKR. He's uh, one of the technical guys there. And uh, he was helping me uh, do some stuff on the computer. I was having some problems uh, setting up things. <laughs> anyway, he said, that, oh, yeah. And he said, oh, you're going to have uh, uh, Jocelyn on your program tonight. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, yeah, uh, before the event, they're going to try to set you up on another uh, interview on a, on another uh, with another DJ. So That would know, be great. They want to give you as much exposure because, you know, this is a great thing you're doing. I'm so touched to to hear that. Um, this has been quite a labor of love. I mean, I've spent many evenings the last few weeks trying to finish up the website piece, and oh. Brian in in Hilo Puna side has been hard at work at finishing the video as well. And so I am so happy to hear that people are excited about it. I hope we have a good turnout oh, oh, in I, person I, and online. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I can tell you this, honestly, that uh, on my program here, uh, 
I had people come up to me and say, oh, Jeff, I really enjoy your program when, when we do a certain type of thing. Says, they just love hearing about the plantation days. So I mm-hmm. know that people are going to come out because they love hearing those stories. You know, and I, I, I think that's what's, in fact, I know that's what's going to be happening. People just yeah. love that part of Koala's history because yeah. uh, they weren't here. You know, and, and to give them a, a connection or a sense of place in the community that they live in, you know, to, to, to know like, oh, this is what life was like. These, were, exactly these were the it. values of the people. You know, yep. it, it, it connects them. And I, yep. hopefully for me, it's like then we take those values, uh, you know, instill them in our lives where we can hopefully uh, keep koala koala. And that's why when <laughs> I look at your project, I think that's that's very important in, in uh, you know doing that. But I don't want to I don't want to say too much. <laughs> no, no, you're. I, I gotta have some off. ammo because I gotta keep up with Carolyn and uh, Auntie Wiley. Well, I don't, not Auntie Wiley, <laughs> it's my cousin. <laughs> well, I, I hope that the panel, I, I would love to have more time for the panel, so who knows? You know, if, if we really get into it, maybe it'll go a little bit longer, but um, I, we we have. The, the venue, I think, and the AV rented till I want to say, like, 6.30. <laughs> oh, where are you getting the AV from? Was um, from Joey Bradley. Oh, this is, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell already when you mentioned who's going to be on, oh, boy, this can go all night. <laughs> <laughs> we have I, to be short and concise. I, One I, question each, Jeff. I had uh, Miley on my program. Boy, uh, she just take over the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my cousin. I love her. She knows me. And, you know, we're both Spencers. We're both Spencer family. And Carolyn Classen. Yeah, I know Carolyn very well. Yeah, I know her very well. But anyway, yeah, this, this is going to be exciting. Uh, so no. it's just it, just from five to six. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, people should come early and get a seat because. I think they only got so many <laughs> chairs, you know, a hundred uh, you know, or so. Right, and you know, maybe maybe I'll get my mom to make some cascaro. Oh, know. what? This is going to be standing room only. <laughs> yeah, seriously, going to be standing room only. They'll be standing out in the yard. I, I, I know already. I hope so. I mean, one of the things that I, I hope will come out of this is that it it will show proof to some funders that I want to apply for funding from that this kind of thing is needed and wanted in our community. Um, I want to apply for some funds from some humanities program funders. Uh And this is the kind of thing that really shows the value of a project like this. Um, So I'm very excited about sharing it with the community and getting some input and feedback on how we can make it better because I do want to continue it. I, I hope that there's enough interest to continue doing this work and that we can find somebody uh, on the ground there who can carry it forward because I, I live on the mainland oh, right yeah, now, yeah. so there's not a ton that I can do logistically there, but I can do a lot from here too. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like it. 
You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, th- I get, you know, like I said, uh, I had a little bit of uh, experience with the with my wife and son doing digital media, and the kind of stuff they were doing was uh, amazing. I mean, not only them, but the people in the class, and then yeah. they actually had a film festival where yeah. uh, they showcased their their work. Yeah. And uh, that was really, that was pretty neat. Yeah. What, one of the ideas that I had was to have a Kohala Film Festival that has um, a category around oral history, yeah. perhaps. And so that that may happen at, at some point. And, and the really cool thing is with this curriculum that I've developed, um, it relies on not uh, on mobile phones to take the video because some of these mobile phones these days take really good quality video. Oh yeah. Um, my my husband works at the San Francisco Film School. He's the assistant dean there, and he put me in touch with some folks at the program who developed a um, social justice filmmaking course that uses mobile devices for taking video. And that is part of the challenge in doing a video-based oral history program is that you don't have, the gear is really expensive, but everybody has a phone. And if you can take video and edit on your phone, I mean, that takes care of a lot of things, but you still need somebody to shepherd the student through that process. So you need mentors, Yeah, so that's the next step, I think, if we do something that's a school-based or a community program, is everybody has a phone, so let's make this a um, mobile phone-based video project. Yeah, well, Um, they're always filming something, you know, themselves, they're doing selfies and whatnot, and, you know, uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram and Facebook, they're always filming. It's life skills today, right, to be able to take great video and to edit it. Yeah. So that we can hit, we can hit the funding from different angles. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, put in a plug, a little little plug here. That you know, I've been talking about my wife and son, but uh, my wife Lonnie Eugenia, she on YouTube, she did a uh, video uh, called uh, "O Kako Kapoe." This mm-hmm. is the song uh, that John Kiabi sings. I use it as my theme song, "O Kako Kapoe." It was uh, written by Dobo Francisco and Auntie Sarah Pulley translated the English to Hawaiian and John Kave uh, composed the music. Outstanding job. But she did a, a film of uh, uh, the people back in, after the plantation closed in 75, she did a film of the people fighting for access when they close all of the areas of the mountain and the oceans, uh, mm. the lands are leased out to cattle. And not to blame the ranchers, you know, they got to put up gates, yeah. barbed wire. But it was, it was such a, it was devastating where people had access, freedom, and then now they're, they're restricted just to travel along the asphalt the road. Mm-hmm. And she uh, did, a, did a, a project of, of that struggle and the, the people who were involved. And it's uh, you on YouTube. It's uh, Okako Kapoe, P-O-E, uh, We the People. And it was uh, I mean, pretty nice. We let's put it on the Kohala Oral History Project webpage. I mean, yeah. this is we'll where. We'll take a look at it on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell her yeah. about it. 
Yeah, but uh, I want to thank you. Uh, it must be, what, 10 o'clock there now? No, no, it's 11. It's huh? 11. <laughs> okay, okay. You work tomorrow. Oh, no, tomorrow's Saturday. Uh, no, tomorrow's Friday. Oh, tomorrow. yeah. Um, you know, when you <laughs> retire, you forget. But <laughs> but anyway, I want to thank you very much for being on. When I when I asked if you would come on, I was, I was surprised that nobody uh, kind of picked up on you, you know, like getting you to be on their radio sh- program. And, you know, I had to bump somebody off to get you on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it was important. That's why, you know, it was really important. Thank you. Uh, people thank would want to hear about it. But uh, thank you very much. Is there any last words you want to share with the people as before we sign off? Come to the Kohala Resilience Hub on July 5th at 5 p.m. or tune in to our live stream to watch this beautiful film. I'll see you there. Okay, you heard it, folks. Uh, I would advise you to be there live. Uh, and, you know, that's always best. Okay, Joyce Lynn. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, have a good rest, and uh, we'll see you July 5th. And yeah, uh-huh. aloha. See you guys next uh, Thursday. Uh, we've been listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala, talking with Joyce Lynn Manuel and her project, her uh, oil histories project. Okay, aloha. Bye. Aloha. This is Aloha Country on KNKRLP 96.1 FM, Kohala. Kela <laughs> 